This episode of In the Word on the Go is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. The CSB strives to be both accurate and readable, with the goal of more people reading the Bible every day. I like it because whether you've grown up around the Bible or not, you can use it for deep study or for daily reading. To learn more, visit csbible.com. This is In the Word on the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word on the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today, I get to welcome Dr. Donald Whitney. Don is Professor of Biblical Spirituality and Associate Dean at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. He's written several books you may have heard of, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, Praying the Bible, How Can I Be Sure I'm a Christian, and Family Worship. Don also regularly blogs at biblicalspirituality.org. Dr. Whitney, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, Champ. It's great to be with you. I appreciate your making the time. What verse do you have for us today? It is essentially Philippians 3.10, but to uh, put it in the context in, in the full sentence, Paul writes there, indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Most of all, that is one sentence, which is why I needed to read the context. <laughs> it's particularly those five words in verse 10, that I may know him. So Dr. Whitney, what does it mean when it says that I may know him? Well, in the larger context, it is knowing God through Christ for salvation. But in the immediate context, and that's one of the fascinating things about this for me, this is and knowing him more intimately by someone, in this case, the Apostle Paul, who already has known him initially. Yeah, and Paul at this point had been a Christian for, what, decades probably, right? Yeah, perhaps. And, uh, you know, he in, in the context, he begins the paragraph by talking about uh, how if anybody has reason to think they're right with God because of what they've done, he has far more than that. And then he goes through this litany of all of his qualifications as a Pharisee and the zeal he had and, and so forth. But he said he's forsaken all of that. Whatever gain that was to him, he's counted it all as loss. In fact, everything, because as, a, as an apostle, as a missionary, someone who'd been in prison and so forth, he literally had lost just about everything except the clothes on his back and maybe sometime that. So he had counted all of that as loss, if necessary, in order to gain Christ, uh, not having any righteousness of his own that he depended on, but that which he trusted God for through faith in Christ. And so after that, that's when he says that I may know him. Hmm. Now, two verses earlier, he's, he's rejoicing in his present knowledge of Christ. He says, indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So he's just rejoicing kind of his whole life up to this point. He was a Jew, a Pharisee, or a law keeper. He's rejected all that. 
but he's found in Christ something far more. And then in verse 10, he says that I may know him. In other words, you could say, well, Paul, don't you already at this point in your life know Christ more intimately than anyone ever has? Hmm. And the answer would be yes. Uh, you know, he's he's gone to heaven. He said a glimpse of heaven. Jesus appeared to him. And yet this is the man who says that I may know him. So know him further, know him more intimately. Let me read this again. This is Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. It says, My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. You know, this passage is actually the text of the very first sermon I preached as a brand new pastor after seminary. And I chose this passage because it's so meaningful. You really get to hear the heart of the Apostle Paul come out through these verses. So what's the story with this passage and you, Dr. Whitney? How did it become important to you? I can't pinpoint a moment like you can. It's just one that's driven me as long as I can recall just the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Jesus, and that it's an uh, ever-increasing possibility. You know, like the end of the first book of Chronicles of Narnia, you know, further up, further in, there, there's right. always more, and will that will be so forever. This is an infinite God, and for eternity, we can know Him more intimately, more deeply, and that's just uh, intoxicating to me. So let's go there. Let's talk about what does this verse reveal about what God is like? Well, the the chief thing here is that God is knowable hmm. and how how glorious that is. There's there's a similar phrase over in Colossians 1.10 that uh, I think speaks to this, where Paul is praying for the Colossians there. And he talks about increasing in the knowledge of God. The fourth phrase in that verse, Colossians 1.10, increasing in the knowledge of God. First of all, God can be known. Hmm. Increasing in the knowledge of God, the infinite God who is spiritual, who is not visible to us unless he makes himself so, all of these things, we can know God. People who go to work every day, people who have families to raise, people who live in bodies that sin and get tired and all of this, we can know God. And then increasing in the knowledge of God, what is knowledge of God? You know, wh what does that consist of and, and how do we get it? But then the first word in that phrase, increasing in the knowledge of God. And that brings us back to Philippians 1, 10 there, that we can not only know God, but just like knowing any other person, we can increase in the knowledge of that person. And in the case of God, we can do so infinitely and eternally. So because God is infinite, we can't know him exhaustively and completely, but we can know him truly, and we can continue to grow in that knowledge too. We're never going to get to the end of it. That's right. There's always more to know. There's always more to learn. And, and of course, that's even with the limitations of our humanity. But once we get into heaven, I mean, remember, this is a God around whom there are these four creatures who are the closest beings to his presence in heaven to his throne and day and night without ceasing they cry holy 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 and then when they finish saying that they're so freshly astonished with the glory of god and his beauty and infinity they say it all over again mm -hmm. and they've been doing that as long as they've been created and that is not because it's their job description they can't help it they have the closest proximity to god without any distraction, nothing in between, nothing that hinders their perception of God, and day and night without ceasing, they are so astonished at who he is, they just repeatedly cry out, holy, holy, holy. When they've done it again, they're just 
perhaps gaze at another part of this infinite God mm. and freshly taken again with his holiness and gasp and repeat it again. And this is the God we will see in heaven. And that's why for eternity, we can increase in the knowledge of God. So if we move from that scene in heaven down to earth and down to the car or minivan where a family might be listening to this podcast today, and here's a mom or a dad or maybe an elementary age student in the back, and they're hearing this and they're thinking, yeah, you know, I do want to know God better. What are some practical steps they could take even today? Well, first off, I want to emphasize that God is a person and we know God as we know any other person in one sense. So, first of all, we remember God is invisible, so the only thing, only way we know anything about God is by Him revealing Himself to us. Hmm. He's done so generally in creation, but specifically He's done so in a Word, a Word that lives. And that living Word is Jesus, John 1 tells us, and the Scriptures, which are living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. So, first of all, we know God through Jesus. This is eternal life, Jesus said, that they may know you, the only true God. So, we know God through Jesus. But once that is so, uh, it's not likely that Jesus is going to appear bodily in our quiet time today or in our church Sunday. It's only you know, when he's going to appear for, for good at the second coming. Right. So then, how do we get to know him now? It's through the written word. So just like uh, you and I get to know each other through this podcast by our words, and your listeners know a little bit more about me because of my words, so in the same way, it's how God has revealed himself in his word. And in his word, he tells us things about himself and about his ways. And so if you and I talked further and you said, well, Don, where are you from? And tell me about your family and so forth. Okay, you know a little bit more about me, and therefore you've increased in the knowledge of me. And then if you say, well, kind of, you know, what are your daily habits? And, you know, what do you like and not like? What are some of your, you know, your, your routines? You know a little bit more about my ways, and therefore you know me better. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with knowing the person of God. As we know about him and his ways, we know him better. So that comes only through the scriptures. So in the primary spiritual disciplines of the intake of the word of God and talking with God, you and I get to know each other a little better through this podcast because we are talking Hmm. in the same way when we talk with God through prayer, we get to know him better. Well, Dr. Whitney, thanks again for being on the podcast today. Would you take a moment and let's pray that the Lord would open our eyes, that we would know him better through his word and through Christ. Yeah. Lord, we come to you through faith in Jesus, and we pray to know him more intimately through your word, through prayer, through the spiritual disciplines, the means you have given us to know you more. Increase our passion for that. Keep us faithful until the end, until that day we see you and can know you intimately and eternally. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.